This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader. London tube-goers, brace yourself. Strike action is hitting the tube again next week. Thousands of station staff are going on strike on Wednesday the 4th and Friday the 6th. And we're expecting the disruption to continue into the morning after each strike day meaning commuters are likely to avoid the city altogether and spend most of the week working from home. So why is this latest action being taken? And what's the story behind the ongoing strike action on the tube and trains so far this year? Our City Hall editor and transport editor Ross Lydell joins me now. So Ross, just to begin with, can you describe the level of disruption expected from these strikes? So Transport for London is advising passengers that they should expect severe disruption next week, primarily on the Wednesday and the Friday when RMT station staff will go on strike. But also there will be a disruption on the following morning after a strike. So both the Thursday and the Saturday, when it's likely that it won't be until probably mid-morning before the service has resembled what we would expect to be normal. The only good news out of this is that the Elizabeth Line will be running, as will the London Overground. The Elizabeth Line has become increasingly important as a way to get around London, especially for commuters. You know, it's carrying about 750,000 passengers a day now. So if you're able to use the Elizabeth Line, the good news there is that that will be running. On the tube itself, it's probably worth saying that many tube trains may run, but you may not be able to get in and out of the stations. It's likely that the stations in outer London will be left open. The problem is that the stations in central London, are essentially the, the underground, underground stations, if that makes sense, the subterranean stations, where fire restrictions require there to be staff on duty, those cannot open without staff. Whereas those in the outer parts of the tube network that are essentially above ground stations can open and simply leave the barriers open so you can board a train. But it might be the case it's quite hard to get off of it once you get into central London. 
And obviously, strikes seem to come and go, especially on the tube. What is the reason given for these latest strikes? Well, I think that's certainly the perception that the strikes are sort of never-ending on the tube. Actually, it's probably more accurate to say they're rather never-ending on the mainline railways uh, because one of the two tube strikes next week will overlap with one of the train strikes by Aslef drivers. This is actually a bit of a rare occurrence on the tube. The last tube strike was back in March on Budget Day. There was the fear that there would have been a week's worth of strikes back in July, but these were averted at the sort of last minute. So it's been around sort of five or six months since we've had a tube strike. Nevertheless, this problem has run on for about the past 18 months now unresolved, and we're now sort of gradually clocking up the strikes. There were six RMT strikes last year, and the March strike this year was RMT and ASLEF together. The main issue at stake here is essentially about Transport for London's plans to axe between 500 and 600 station staff posts. Uh, Many staff have left to work in these posts, so it's not the case that 600 people are about to lose their jobs. It's rather the case that many vacancies are not being filled and there are fewer staff remaining. And obviously the Mayor, Sadiq Khan, is the man who has to make these decisions about staffing and TfL. Is he sort of between a rock and a hard place? I mean, does he have much choice when it comes to to cutting staff and therefore cutting costs, essentially, for TfL? Well, the the unions would say that, yes, he does. Uh, Sadiq has always maintained a rather arm's-length approach to this. He much prefers to let the TfL negotiators speak to the unions. Uh, He uh, rarely, I certainly can't recall any picture opportunity when Mick Lynch has been invited into City Hall or Mick Whelan has left to have sort of, you know, tea and sandwiches. That is not the way Sadiq approaches things. He wants to, even though he is the chairman of Transport for London, he would much rather let his uh, officials do the hard work and he tries to sort of keep his fingerprints off of the detailed negotiations. He says that it's due to the government that these strikes are happening, that essentially they're a legacy from the government's bailout of TfL during the pandemic when in return for substantial sums of money, which in the end totaled about £5 billion, that TfL is required to make cutbacks and to make savings and also to generate more cash. So Sadiq says he's essentially being backed into a corner on this. But the reality now is that TfL is due to make an operational surplus this year of around £78 million. And on that basis, probably the unions would argue that the cutbacks don't have to be quite as severe as originally envisaged a year or two ago. And you mentioned Mick Lynch from the RMT union. He is often the prominent figure when there is strike action in the media. What has he said about next week's strikes? Well, Mick Lynch, who, yeah, as you say, is the RMT General Secretary. Uh, Mick Grinch, as he became known over last Christmas when the national rail strikes were causing misery to people trying to get home for Christmas. He said about these tube strikes, essentially that they resolve around the issue of job cuts and what he calls attacks on conditions, uh, which he said would lead to more unstaffed stations, temporary closures and rising passenger anger. We certainly have seen quite a few instances recently, particularly on the central line around the sort of Bayswater, Lancaster Gate, uh, Notting Hill, Holland Park area, where those stations have been closed at short notice due to a lack of staff. 
So it's becoming a more common sight for passengers to turn up at a tube station, especially a sort of smaller tube station and find that it's been closed earlier than they would expect simply because there's not enough staff. So Mick is quite clear that uh, he thinks that Sadiq should resolve this and he would like to have a meeting with Sadiq. Uh, there's no indication from City Hall though that uh, Sadiq is about to open his office front door to Mick either from the RMT or Mick from Aslef. Let's take a break now in part two, Ross, on how the strikes could be having an impact on the city's working culture. Real bosses told me recently that they think the ongoing industrial action on the railways and also the threat of this discourages passengers from buying old-fashioned season tickets. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. A lot of commuters will be wondering, when is this going to end in terms of these strikes, even if they are as intermittent as six months apart? Are there any signs that they will come to an end at all? There will be some sort of resolution that does give a bit of respite for longer than that. Sadly, there are no signs that this one's about to come to an end. The reality is that TfL is pretty much fixed into this staffing reduction programme. It's, you know, it's been rolling to some extent for a matter of months now. So I'm not sure how they can back down. There was a success, you know, a few months ago, as we mentioned, when there was a resolution in the other dispute between the unions and TfL over TfL staff pensions and TfL was able to guarantee that pensions would not be changed until 2026. However, with the changes to the sort of station staffing rosters, they are already in train to uh, use a bit of a pun there, unintended, and uh, it's not obvious how this is going to be resolved. So I'm afraid uh, there's no sign yet that this is a dispute that's going to end anytime soon. It has been rolling for about 18 months, and uh, yeah, sadly, Uh, We can probably expect more walkouts uh, because the unions have given no sign either in their dispute with the tube bosses or with the national rail bosses of giving in. And looking at the sort of bigger picture, there is still this push to encourage people back into the city to work in the office throughout the week. Do you think the threat of these regular strikes will or does have an impact on that push? but also the businesses that actually rely on commuters or rely on London itself being busy. I think there's no doubt about that. Certainly, rail bosses told me recently that they think the ongoing 
industrial action on the railways and also the threat of this discourages passengers from buying old-fashioned season tickets. You know, why on earth would a passenger want to commit to a weekly or monthly or even an annual season ticket when they're not sure how many days they won't be able to travel? Similarly, on the tube, obviously, people tend to use Oyster or contactless now for most journeys, so they pay on a sort of daily basis. Um, but there's no doubt that if suddenly if you've got three million journeys not being made on the tube on a given day, that's going to have a massive impact on London's economy. And what it will do is this nuisance factor, probably more than anything else, that will encourage people to work from home again if they can. Essentially, most people will probably write off most of next week in terms of any plans they might have to go into the office if they're a sort of central London worker. It's quite clear today, as soon as we posted the story on Evening Standard website, it was instantly getting thousands of hits. So the problem here is that people... Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. People are often caught by surprise and they simply don't realise they've got busy lives and all of a sudden they're finding, oh, for goodness sake, you know, the tube's going to be shut for two days next week and also it'll be chaos in the days when it's not shut. So it's like a, a sudden sort of short, sharp shock reminder that all is not well on the public transport system and that the idea of getting back to work on the old sort of five day a week basis is sort of fraught with difficulty. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock.